Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, we're going to do our best to talk about hearts in high season, which even my phone seems to not want to correctly label (laughs) Um, we we don't want to talk about it but we're going to i mean we made a promise to you all that we would talk (laughs) about this (laughs) we said heart to heart generally yeah we didn't say specifically this one but i guess we're gonna do it this one counts um want to know what was about we'll tell you in a minute or less in our segment we call the minute max eric's up first starting with ellen fuck (laughs) <laughs> i just said she was first you did <laughs> all i can hear is my own voice <laughs> that uh you need therapy okay 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 Ellen's trapped in an okay loop <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay okay all right hearts in high season, this is not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Lower the expectations. Koala, 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 koala. Okay. <laughs> oh, hearts in high season. So the hearts are flying to Australia where they're going to watch the ring cycle um, by Wagner at the Sydney Opera House. And Jonathan is going to buy a game preserve off of some dick face that uh jennifer used to go out with that they seem to have a very confusing um relationship with so they get to the hotel and there's a very over eager bellhop concierge person and he is there forever for the whole rest of the thing there's a lady that is doing it with the guy elliot who is jennifer's ex who is the game the game preserve creep but it turns out he's killing the animals and then he basically tries to assault jennifer at a restaurant uh run by dale chihuly and then there is (laughs) he fakes his death and tries to frame jonathan for it because jonathan won't give him a check and then there's a koala at the end (laughs) I think you nailed everything. Yeah, that's pretty much everything <laughs> that happened. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's one of my best. Uh, okay. Hearts and High Season. Mm-hmm. The hearts are in Australia. They're buying an animal sanctuary from James Brolin, who <laughs> is actually hunting these endangered animals. And so I don't understand why he's selling the preserve. For... I really don't understand what, what's going on. Um, <laughs> the hearts are going to see the ring cycle, which is... Six hours of Wagner. That's uh, really um, Nazi of them. Uh, there, there's a one-eyed chef who uh, is so helpful for some reason uh, with matters involving Elliot James Brolin. Uh, he's married to a German lady who is super ineffectual, and I kind of loved her, but she just didn't care about anything that was going on. Really, um, he fakes Brolin fakes his own death. Uh, t- and bl- pins it on Jonathan specifically, uh, but then he s- keeps calling him and asking for a check, which makes no sense. If you <laughs> face your own death. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Koala plot line. Oh my god! Okay, hearts and high season. 
<laughs> Bring it home, Joe. Help us, Joe. Just, you're our, you're only our only hope. hope. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what you two didn't cover, and I can't think of a single thing, <laughs> honestly. So here we go again with Hearts and Night Season. The Hearts are off to Australia to see Wagner's Ring Cycle at the Sydney Opera House. Uh, and they are also buying a big game reserve from Jennifer's ex-boyfriend, who is on a lot of cocaine the entire movie. Uh, mm. He goads Jonathan into punching him in the face on this boat by talking about him and Jennifer's past. And then he smears his blood on Jonathan's shirt. And then the the Sydney detectives assume Jonathan murdered him because his body is found ripped apart by sharks the next day. Uh, his wife, girlfriend, uh, is very distraught and grieving, and she says when they go to the funeral that they had to find his body or whatever. Yes! <laughs> and there's a guy named Tonga who throws a boomerang. Uh, he puts a bomb on their car, and then they dig up a grave, and they find it's full of rocks, and then uh, Elliot comes and is like, give me my money, and the car our bomb explodes and then but uh elliot gets away and then they hunt he tries to hunt the hearts but jonathan shoots him with the gun that he has the whole time the end well done there's a peanut pina yeah that was amazing um, the hearts are the most dangerous game yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> this podcast is i oh god okay the sisters are gonna Sister help us the, the sisters <laughs> rachel and jackie otherwise known as the Sisler Community Playhouse. The Sisler Community Playhouse probably presents Hearts in High Season. Hearts go down under to buy game preserve from Mr. Barbara Streisand. Elliot Manning is the <laughs> high priest of the Jennifer Provisoris Club. Jennifer nails Elliot and his Paul Hogan's while fighting off a lecherous attack. She's rescued by a one-eyed club owner. Jonathan discovers that Elliot isn't preserving animals, but hunting them. Turns out Mr. Manning is dead broke. He pushes Jonathan's buttons and finds out if you mess with the heart, you get a fist to the face. Turns out Bully the barkeep isn't half blind at all. Jonathan is accused of murdering Elliot by tossing him off a boat. Surprise, he's not really dead. Once again, somebody wants Jonathan's money. The hearts set up a sting, but get stung themselves. Jennifer flashes some legs so Jonathan can find some clues from the police who believe that Elliot is still dead. But the hearts oh, ain't falling for that, that bitch. <laughs> the hearts do some original series level digging. They discover a mysterious man with connections to Elliot. The hearts decide to dig up Elliot's body and Jennifer's farm girl skills come into play. Should I really just say that out loud? <laughs> Elliot emerges from the shadows and threatens the hearts. Willie shows up and takes them back to his restaurant and they confer. A partnership is formed. Lisa, Elliot's substitute for Jennifer, sets her up to be kidnapped. Jonathan partners with the bellboy to raid the game preserve. He goes full on action hero to save the woman of his dreams. That guy confrontation time reveals Billy is a pet and Lisa is Interpol. Why you say that word? <laughs> Jonathan and Jennifer threw another backlog. Jonathan wanted to shoot Elliot, which would have made it the easiest case Jennifer ever had to solve. The hearts go to the opera all by themselves with their new best friend. Wake up, Jonathan, so you can get your Valkyrie ridden. The end. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Sisler okay. Community Playhouse. And, and everybody knows the ring cycle is um, like 15 hours long, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. they said six hours in this episode of this show, but that would be two two cycles, two episodes <laughs> of of said ring. Have you <laughs> seen it, Ellen? I have never seen the entire oh. cycle. I've seen one piece of it. Oh, how long was that? Uh, almost three hours. Oh, how much have you seen, Ellen? Um, like half of it. Oh wow, I haven't seen any of it. Doctor's not my favorite. Mine either. Is he actually I do a Nazi? like opera a lot? No, he like no. like Nazis really dug Wagner. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not his fault. Not Wagner's fault. Yeah, no. 
not at all <laughs> um there's just wow i completely forgot that the hearts exhume a body <laughs> well how a did pile that, of rocks I, did that come up in any of our minute maxes no yeah yeah i, I think i said it quickly oh. i tried to okay. uh but it, um yeah. the best part being that at some point i think jennifer just says this is cre- kind of creepy yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah which is right up there with let's find that guy's body or whatever and the right? footage from that section is shot at, like they actually shot at night mm-hmm. and they didn't use mm-hmm. correct lighting so it seems really weirdly lit and like they had to recover film and like blast it and like dodge the film to be as bright as it was so you could see what was going on it was weird looking now i'm just having a thing because i like the whole thing is just flooding back into my memory and it's like oh i like that they are just gung-ho exhuming what they think is a (laughs) is like chunks of dismembered body yeah um yeah. and that then uh their car their ja- rental jaguar blows up <laughs> yeah. while they are in the grave which is brilliant yeah. while they're basically in a foxhole of a freshly du- undug grave completely i mean that's that. like yeah yeah that's uh that's I... a pretty wild confluence <laughs> when Ta- i say it out loud yeah tonga i feel like <laughs> was wasted on this movie that character could have been so incredible he's he makes his arrival into the movie by hurling a boomerang at a <laughs> at a bullseye and then he uses a time bomb on their car which that's set for like three days yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know tonga at all but it's yeah. set for part of the ring cycle yeah um but I, like i just feel like that's not Tonga's style even though i don't know tonga the thing about tonga that bugged me was that they introduce this menacing character mm-hmm. uh, as one who does not speak. Then he like speaks. Who just, who just grunts and laughs, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, that's, that works. That's very Bondy. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, it's completely odd job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a million percent odd job. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. second time you see him, he speaks to Jonathan and then never again. That's until, not how you do this. Until yeah. he, we think, I thought breaks the um, policeman's neck right before feeding him to tiger to the tiger, but oh my he God. does not break his neck because that guy is conscious when he throws him into the yes. tiger yeah. cage because that guy starts screaming. <laughs> yeah. But he um, basically like twists his neck. He's like, "You're you're he's trespassing." Like, you're trespassing. And that guy's like, "I'm not trespassing." He's like, and he like kind of snaps his neck, uh-huh. like does the, the twist, <laughs> and then grabs that guy by his braid uh-huh. and is dragging him and he says now you're trespassing jesus christ why am i remembering all this That's... all of a sudden this is like the deep cut but oh so God. he drags him in and then he throws him into the tiger cage and then we hear <laughs> that man suddenly despite what i thought was a broken neck he screams and then the tiger is then there's like a lot of yeah, <laughs> yeah. <the> tiger sounds <laughs> so okay well bye that's all i'm gonna remember for and why time. does he do that it's just a random dude that's a taking cop. photos it's a oh cop. it's a cop yeah. Oh, yeah i thought he was just taking photos of birds no, he was, no he it's was a cop okay okay yeah. one of the completely useless cops so in this episode <laughs> The hearts go to the police, telling them that they've been called by Elliot, who 
is presumed dead but is not obviously and the and he's like well did you test any of the chunks of body that you found <laughs> left by the sharks and the police officer says like no that's we're not doing that yeah no the cop the cops are just like it's him okay yeah just yeah <laughs> well, you, you murdered like, him when, and are that's they, it. when are we gonna find out that they are in on this and but we, they, they weren't right but they is, weren't not. which does not make any sense at all uh, and it was because Elliot had that corpse cremated immediately. But then why does there even need to be a corpse at all? Uh, well, who is the corpse? Yeah. Do we ever figure that out? To they, me, that's no. the real question. Like, who are the body chunks? <laughs> they mentioned that. Because at they one try point. and make it make us believe that it is uh Harvey Lee, Harvey J. Lee. Who doesn't the, exist. Who doesn't exist. So okay, so it's weird right from the very beginning and not just mm -hmm. because of the odd job Tonga thing and the weird like psychotic level of competitiveness mm -hmm. uh, about Jennifer right in front of her face. It's so gross and yucky. And then like the crazy boomerang mm -hmm. thing, but like right off the bat, it's like, well, I think I hate that Elliot guy. I have a hard time believing that Jennifer would go out with him. Yeah. But Right off the bat, it doesn't make any sense, right? He's like, Jonathan, go whatever, whatever, and um, then give me a check for the thing. And it's like, what? And I'm just thinking, like, do people really make cashier's checks for, like, however many millions of dollars or whatever? It's it's a confusing... Yeah. His his motivation is confusing to me. Like, like they illustrate to us why Elliot need, needs money, mm -hmm. but they don't really say why he's doing this weird unnecessary thing to get the money from Jonathan. Right. They were going to buy that the big game ranch or whatever it's called. Right. They were just going to buy that. So he would have been fine. Right. And maybe it's because he didn't want it to get out that he was hunting the animals which Jonathan goes to this hacker type dude who's like <laughs> look at the catalog of animals we have and you can see that they decrease. And they're they're disappearing, mm. so obviously something's up. And it's like that's it's, not a mystery. He was like a it's, game. It's accountant. the guy that works at the at the game preserve. Yeah, but the and first then later time, gets an arrow in his back for some <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the first time we see Elliot, he's in front of a wall full of big game animal heads that he killed. Right. So it's like, is this a mystery? A game preserve. I guess I'm not. Understanding what that either. is, it's weird. Also, why are we in Australia? <laughs> yeah, no one has an Australian with, accent. Like a shit ton of African animals. Yeah, and some kangaroos. Yeah. Um, Ugh. it's it's confusing to me, and I don't feel like I say that very often about the stuff. I just was more like, okay, so is it really about him one being like? in love with Jennifer and wanting, it's not about him being in love with Jennifer. It's mm -hmm. about him feeling like Jonathan took something that was rightfully his. Yeah. And so that seems like a huge part of the motivation, but then there's that whole confusing thing where it's like, just give me the cashier's check. And then he fakes his death. He kidnaps Jennifer. I mean, like there's mm -hmm. just so many, um, <laughs> tiresome hoops to jump through yeah. just to, um, yes. for him to get a check. It's like, well, I don't know how to tell you this, Elliot, but if Jonathan gives you the check, 
then I'm pretty sure people are going to know that you're alive and Mm -hmm. they are (laughs) going to know and suspect that you did these stupid things because unless you kill everybody, the hearts are just going to be like, hey, that guy's killing the animals and he um, kidnapped my wife. Yes. It's It's so exhausting. Every part of it is so exhausting to me because it's like you just... (laughs) <laughs> like, if you had thought for one second, you could have come up with a better plot line, even if you wanted all of this to happen. Like, you wanted the jealous ex of Jennifer to come back yeah. and... I don't want it to happen. I guess that's where I... But it's like thing. the writers... I don't want any of it to happen, you want some... maybe the koala bear. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want the koala bear, and I want the hearts to jump off of a crocodile like they do. <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, the... <laughs> the rest can go away. The... Yeah, this this movie... <laughs> was just again like someone shuffled a stack of cue cards yeah. with like <laughs> yeah possible scenarios that the hearts can go through uh-huh. and didn't even think about connective tissue or anything like that it was just like oh no. man please yeah. tell me that we're actually going to make that card game <laughs> as a like celebration a of the end of this podcast are we just going to make a deck of heart to heart cards with characters um, I love situations do we and market come up it? with the game. <laughs> do we market it as a <laughs> 90s TV movie writing mm-hmm. assistant? Like, do we call Are it we just going to have to add an E to it so it's heart to heart so yeah. we don't get sued? We only have um, to get, we only have to do better than the Brady Bunch board game, which is this, the lowest uh, bar possibly ever one set. Of the worst. So we can definitely do it. And I don't, wouldn't Target find that sell. compelling. We couldn't it's, even do it. It is not compelling. It. <laughs> it's whatever oh. the opposite of compelling How is, is that a game? Like, how is Kids of Divorce a game? <laughs> we don't know, and neither do they. Oh. Neither yeah. do the makers of the game. Yeah, nobody knows. If there was a game that was just gave me the vibes that I got from that episode where Greg makes the fake UFO, <laughs> that would be cool to me. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. I wonder how much money this movie got from the Sydney Tourism Board. Well, specifically from the Sydney Opera House, the because Opera that House. was the only place in Sydney that they actually shot. <laughs> yeah, and they shot it a lot from every angle. Yeah, but everybody shoots it a lot from every angle. That's I true. mean, but they were there. That's they went to the Sydney Opera House every day, and they yeah. they just like <laughs> sailed around it, or flew over it, or yeah. walked around it, or <laughs> it was such a fucking waste <laughs> every day. Oh, look, it's Opera House. It was one of the characters. <laughs> like New York Good often heavens. in movies. Joe, are you okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> they got the Sydney Opera House in my Joe's throat. allergic to Australians. I think we all know this. I I don't know how Wait. open I've been about that. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, I, I wish I could remember more about some of the specific lines, but James Brolin's performance as elliot oh i found god really intense and kind of amazing to Unhinged. me like hinged yeah he like yeah. like was all in in a way that i have deep respect for especially when jonathan goes to confront elliot after mm-hmm. he finds out like jennifer calls jonathan he's at the game preserve because elliot has lured jennifer to Dale Chihuly's restaurant and (laughs) he is there like openly like hitting on her and kind of like grabbing her all this crazy shit in front of everyone at the bar Mm -hmm. and then she calls Jonathan on the way home and he's like what (laughs) and comes racing home 
and confronts Elliot on the boat. And there, like, James Brolin's performance was already like, oh, man, this is, like, wild. Yeah. But he has some moments, like, where he's up against the wall in the boat. They're in the cabin of his boat. And Jonathan's, like, kind of... He's he's kind of like taking a fairly calm approach, I think. Yeah. But so so then Elliot's like trying to goad him, right? Mm-hmm. But he does this crazy thing with his hands, where basically it's just like, uh oh, I think the coke just kicked in, yes. Elliot, yes. right? And then he goes, ah, <laughs> like he just like like just freaks out, and I was just like, oh shit, this is so good. I just this I had to so good. Surprisingly, when we first watched it, I fell asleep a little bit during this scene, so I had to rewatch that specific scene and oh man it's so good it's fucking wild where so good he is so unhinged and so coked out i don't believe that uh brolin didn't do coke before filming that scene i okay so either oh i think he's i just i think he's a good actor either either brolin was having an australian coke binge yeah during this time of his life i think when he was between hair dyes i think he might have been uh, but either or he was just like i think my character is on a lot of cocaine and the director was like they say go for it oh they they do say say that someone suspects elliot of being involved with cocaine specifically um when they're talking about his money troubles and all that that. they specifically say like that they think he's on coke Oh, well, then, that's then interesting. James Brolin he did some did a fucking great job. He definitely did <laughs> yeah. some method acting and got some cocaine. It's the laugh at the commercial break that gets me. Yeah. Like when, like he, so he goads Jonathan into punching him twice. He grabs Jonathan just to wipe the blood yeah. from his mouth on his shirt, which I was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then he's then Jonathan leaves, and it, the scene ends with Brolin crazy eyed. Mm-hmm. And he does this quick laugh before a commercial break, mm-hmm. and it's so cokey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole performance. It is bizarre. It's great, though, because it's not over the top. Like, it is just straight it's up just weird. Right. It's very mm-hmm. measured and malevolent. It's menacing. And, it's yeah. It just makes you uncomfortable in a it's way that wild. I think he probably wanted to be, <laughs> yeah. to make people no, feel it's uncomfortable. Great. Yeah. It's great. We're in agreement there. I really enjoyed that. Can we just like piece together from an <laughs> an objective frame? Sit in audience. We're going to be here for like 3 hours. I swear to God. Like so it's the ring cycle of of it was murder. <laughs> <laughs> what was Elliot's plan was to Okay, the, he knew the hearts were coming to Sydney to watch Wagner. And so he and to buy and to buy his I assume there were some talks where he was like, this is up for sale if you want it. No, that's Jennifer says on the plane there, I can't believe we're buying an animal sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he's going to use this moment to go Jonathan into punching him so he can get blood on Jonathan so that then he can fake his own death and frame Jonathan for the death and only reveal that he's alive if Jonathan gives him some money, which would yes. definitely then have some jail time associated with it. <laughs> like, I guess he would run away where there's, to know where there's no extradition. And so the whole time he's just trying to get this check from Jonathan. <laughs> and then he 
he can't get the check. The car explodes, and the check flies out of his pocket. I guess because then bully, <laughs> oh, yeah, bully gets it. Bully the uh, the Chihuly of Sydney, Chef Chihuly, Chef Chihuly has the check, and so then he kidnaps Jennifer to get Jonathan to come. And then, and then starts hunting them. Yeah. So uh, that whole like dangerous game hunting scene is just completely tacked on and doesn't have anything to do with anything, like <laughs> regarding the check of money, <laughs> correct? Which was his motivation originally, correct? But you're also sort of led to believe that his motivation is Jennifer because he's still sort of in love with her, but maybe he was just goading Jonathan. So. Yeah. It's, where it breaks down immediately for me <laughs> is I don't recall a part where Jonathan's like, I'm not going to buy your game preserve yeah. anymore. I don't remember that yes, he happening. Does. He does. He when does. does. he say that? Does he say it because he's the like, you're the killing the whatever, so I'm off. not going to do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. What you were doing okay. to those animals um, I'm, deals off. is disgusting. The deal's off. But he says that after... Brolin goads Elliot goads him into fighting him, right? He I thought he said after. it. No, so my recollection, and, <laughs> okay. and honestly, who gives a shit? Yeah. But my recollection <laughs> is <laughs> Jonathan says this shit to him, uh, and then Brolin goes into his spiel about when you're nervous, you're off. Like hunters yeah, who yeah. are nervous are. And their adrenaline is pumping, and they they make the mistakes. Back. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and this was one of the most cokey moment to me. Starts talking about Jennifer touching his back, scratching his back. Yeah, yeah. Like that's when it's. Oh just man, old. the scratching his back thing. I was like, am uh, I imagining? And the uh, eyebrows. So Roland was doing oh this God. eyebrow acting. Yes. <laughs> Weird, so twitchy and eyebrows. wonderful. <laughs> oh my god! The, the cokiest moment to me, wait, is when Brolin when he says, "You're when you're nervous, you miss the shot," and Jonathan says, "I'm not nervous, I'm angry." And then mm-hmm. Brolin Elliot just points at him in this weird. He like yes. does this crazy yeah. point, yeah, and it's just like, what so the good. fuck is going on? That's when I entered fever dream mode. <laughs> <laughs> magical, yeah. But okay, so I'm sorry that I didn't remember Jonathan saying that. But when you when you described it yes of course and so from jonathan's perspective he was going to the police to tell them he's going to tell the police that he suspects that elliot is doing these animals dirty Mm -hmm. and so he the deal is off because he doesn't want to give elliot the money because not only is he poaching these animals that he's pretending to protect but he's also assaulting and harassing jennifer so two strikes also, you're an asshole. Three strikes, you're <laughs> yeah. out. You're on code. Right? And so that's what happens there. But clearly, Elliot is already intending to yeah. have this weird fight thing. But so then on the flip side of that, like, even though the cops are like, um, yeah, he's dead and you killed him and he's in chunks and all this shit. We're not going <laughs> to look into it he's and in find chunks. out if the chunks are really him. He's the boat, this or that. And nobody saw the boat. Duh, 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 and then there's all this stuff. It's like, oh, that person didn't see the boat. And that person didn't yeah. see the boat. And then the blah, 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 blah. Um, there is <laughs> what the fuck at some point when the, when the hearts are investigating Elliot, the cops also like chime in on this thing. And so then there's like, well, Elliot has all this money jennifer's already called out like what a prominent citizen yeah. he is his name's Sydney. everywhere she's like elliot same as everywhere in this mm. blah 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 and i'm like everything's called elliot <laughs> elliot but, street so he's <laughs> elliot he, building <laughs> he, they suspect that he is in deep because of 
cocaine because of taxes because he has he's also um defaulted on paying his workers like he's in a lot Mm -hmm. of debt for Mm -hmm. whatever reason i can't think of the other reasons that they give for him to be all fucked up but it's just like (laughs) wait so wait what like it's still just kind of like i'm just not i'm not getting a sense of elliot's clear path and maybe that is brilliant because elliot seems like he's coked to the gills (laughs) and especially when he is just watching the hearts at the end um with his bow he's just like 10 feet behind them um yeah haunting them and laughing to himself and it's like this is terrible yet amazing Mm -hmm. but Oh, all of this just, I feel now like I'm on coke because I have to bring up the fact that they make this these weird Bruce Willis jokes right in the middle. Well, I don't remember that. What were the Bruce Willis jokes? I'm, I, I missed that as well. I... When the hearts go to not real person, Interpol, Construct, Harvey, <laughs> Jay Lee's actual real home um, where he does not live, the neighbor comes around the corner taking the trash out and he's all blah, blah, blah. Are you in the shit, band? Weird shit about the band. And, da, 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 da. Oh. and then um, he's like, oh, I thought he was moonlighting. And then they make a diehard joke. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, missed it. Totally I, went over what? my head. Totally I went over my head. Blocked this entire scene out of my mind. Oh, they man. Break into a house. Where Jonathan throws a hose over a railing to climb, and then Jennifer finds the key, which is really, which is funny, and I did love that moment. But the music was so wishbony for this whole scene. <laughs> I, I thank you for bringing up wishbone. By the yeah, way, we got we, yeah. ne- we neglected we wish, wishbone the last episode. Yeah. Talk about wishbone. Um, the music in this episode. One of my few notes mm. is the music is hurting my soul. The from the very oh, the beginning. Ding, 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 ding. This is the worst version of the heart to heart theme song we've heard yet. Yeah, and then all through the episode, I'm just like, who. I looked up the composer. How did they find, oh. how did they find copyright free heart to heart music? Oh, like, I don't think they did. No, I looked up the composer didn't. and his the projects that this man has done are, are insane. He's done a movie called Robo Wishbone. Yeah, Robo Shark. I was wondering. I was like, he's definitely done Wishbone. He's gotta. <laughs> is it? He must have done is Wishbone. It, is Robo Shark what ate the chunks? Uh, Sorry, what extruded the chunks? Like a Vitamix. Is this this movie entirely just about this composer? (laughs) The body or whatever. It's a compilation of this composer's work. It's kind of creepy. It's a little creepy. Get this. He also did a movie called Robocroc. Ooh, I bet because RoboShark was probably a hit. Yeah. Were these sci-fi originals? It couldn't have not have been. Uh, Like... Yes. Okay. Basically. And then a bunch of great TV. All made for TV movies. Yeah. Which I was just I got really curious about that guy's life and just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like so many questions. Just also so fun to just compose music for made for TV movies. What a fun job that would be. He's probably got a really great band. Yeah. <laughs> but what is or that? Or had a really great band. <laughs> you might know as a music producer yourself. Yeah. What is that a synthesizer that makes that wishbone sound? <laughs> yes. How do you get the wishbone sound? <laughs> Everything involved in, in the score for this movie was Just synthesizer. All synthesizer. <laughs> Entirely synthesizer. And it's like, it's very 
just sort of slapsticky comedy type music of like yeah it's also it's also 1996 so we have to keep that in mind yeah which i love which i feel like had an effect on jennifer's hair jennifer looked great this episode uh, she episode. did. I mean, oh, she I forgot. That all I can't, none of us brought up that Steve Zissou shows up at their at their benefit thing on a boat or whatever when they're supposed oh. to. <laughs> yeah, Steve Zissou shows up and says, "I think this is a bomb." <laughs> Where's Waldo? So they were on a ferry outside the Sydney Opera House, and they were planting money with a bunch of police officers to figure out who was trying to get this money. And the and a homeless man grabs the box, but. Or just an eccentric. We don't know. Or whatever. We don't know his living situation. <laughs> well, he's going through garbage cans. But so what <laughs> Like, I, what happened? I'm so confused. First of all, there's I mean, a table of like 10 cops yeah, right sitting next. directly next to where the drop is <laughs> staring, supposed to take place. Yeah. Staring fixedly at the trash can. Eagle-eyeing. One, one of these cops is a <laughs> giant Samoan man. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, dude, like you're not conspicuous, and we did see you in in the scene earlier as a cop. Mm-hmm. And so, Tonga's gonna recognize you, my yeah. friend. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm guessing that he is. Maybe perhaps he's Mari. I don't know. So was the Possibly, yeah. guy in the Where's Waldo cap meant to get that money for Elliot? Was he collect actually collecting the money, or was he just going through the garbage and saw the hearts? Because they arrest him, right? All the cops jump up and they're like, oh, you're under arrest because you're the person who's getting this money. And then what do they do with that? Where does that go? This is one of the elements of the episode that made my brain just hurt. Because I was like, I can't can't be asked to think this much on behalf of this episode. (laughs) The, The cops just don't believe the hearts at all. Right. So they're just there, like that's. I think that's why. Okay. Theoretically, they're just like blatantly saying there because they don't believe that. Okay. And Elliot has called them, and they certainly don't believe that this is a real ransom drop, and they don't. They don't believe any. And so this man grabbing the box out of the trash was meant to to be like the cops continue to not believe the hearts because it's not a ransom drop. It's just a guy getting a box out of the garbage can. Sure. Meanwhile, do they ever show Elliot and or where he's at during this scene? Is he on that boat? Is he does he have someone collecting that money? Is it an actual ransom drop that they're supposed to be doing? They never go back to it's it. not ransom, I guess, but it's just like a money drop. And it's a cashier's check. Why why is that in a giant taped off box? He asked for he asked for a certain amount of money in large denominations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like and so I'm assuming specifically God. Because he knew the cops would be there. This is going to make Jonathan and Jennifer look even crazier. Okay. So he's further, He's he feels like that makes him further along in his plan. Right. Playing devil's advocate hard. I'm doing a lot of work for yeah. this. Yeah. I'm doing a video workout that a Doberman Pinscher is watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the one thing about this scene, though, is that Jennifer looked fantastic and she matched her coffee cup perfectly (laughs) which i was like that was on purpose by the wardrobe to match those diagonal lines on her blouse to that diagonal brown and white lines on that coffee cup i 
love that. It's kind of great. It redeems the whole scene, and I am continuing it's very, to it's love. It's very Bava. It's a five out of five scene <laughs> because of that. Uh, uh. Ellen's just getting exhausted. <laughs> She's like, I'm already, yeah, look, I'm already, I've talked about everything that I can talk about. about this. Okay. Uh, they can only uh. shit around the opera house. This oh, uh, so I did love this. When the cop is at his most exasperated with the hearts, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the, he makes some comment about, now we have to go to a funeral for a very prominent member of society, <laughs> and the funeral has four people at it. Yeah, including yeah, that the suspected was murderer. Including the hearts, yeah. <laughs> very inappropriate to go and to this funeral. Can either of you recall the name of... Dale Chihuly's restaurant, the alliterative name of his restaurant. It's like Beach Bath and Beyond. <laughs> oh, something like something that. Like it was that. all Beach BBB. BBB. Yeah. yeah. Barbecue. Beep, beep, beep. Bullies. Beep, beep. Beach barbecue. Booty hole beach. Beach. Beach ball bunny box barbecue. <laughs> Beluga. Bullshit. Uh, Bonanza. <laughs> Barbie. Um, one. <laughs> Two things that I did really enjoy in this episode. I did really love this the opening scene on the plane because I love seeing the hearts flying to and fro on their private plane. That's fun. And there's just something like they're both great in this scene, but RJ just has such an ease and such delight in their banter. It's just really palpable, and I thought it was really mm. awesome. Mm. I just really loved it. And then I love the <laughs> back and forth when the doorbell keeps yeah. ringing in the hotel suite. It was really funny. That was good. Yes. Um, that was very hearty. Like we got that. That felt very true to totally. To the totally. I think that Johnny on the spot, the bellboy, should probably have come back as the new Max. <laughs> Um, so they, okay, this is something I wanted to bring up is that Max is definitely missed. There's an, but there's an element that's missed with this movie of a third party and not just with the, being with the hearts the entire time. And they did need to like introduce a new character, not to replace Max in any way, no, because you cannot do that, but to be like. A another, bounce, a yes, board. like a backboard <laughs> or whatever. Well, he's he's backup. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. like a support person. They need support. They need backup because I was thinking of that, especially when they were in their robes in the hotel room and just <clears throat> the whole movie, there's an element missing, obviously. But they just, I feel like they could have introduced like a Stanley or um, uh, Deanne, yeah. that level character of just like their... Tr- they're traveling with the hearts as support. They're not trying to replace Max. They're not trying to be a Max character at all, but there still needs to be some sort of plan B backup person going undercover or whatever. For me, Johnny gets Jonathan a fucking gun, you guys. Yeah. yeah. He gets him a gun. And for me, it's like, that's solid backup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that I love that character, but like. It's just so weird that they He reacts to it in, a, in a way that he should, which is, uh, like you can just see, like, it's like, um, my brother has a rifle. And it's like, oh, no, Johnny, don't do it. And <laughs> yeah, Johnny Johnny's no. face is just it. like, all right. Yeah. yeah. What Jonathan brings that guy into mortal danger. Yes. Into what he knows will be 
a like a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> he just willy nilly brings the bellhop from the hotel. Is that a usual? Is that like an actual usual thing to happen for bellhops to leave the hotel with their guests and like help them on their errands or whatever? Because well, is he a bellhop or a concierge or he's he's, he's, he's probably a, bell a concierge. Boy. He's a bellboy. Oh, he is because yeah. he helped Jonathan drive a kangaroo back to a, to that place. I forgot well, about the kangaroo. Well, but he also delivered the kangaroo to the room. So yeah, he delivered a kangaroo. He is. To their room. I think he is a concierge. Concierge <laughs> because he does tasks that are not just taking the luggage up although he does offer to take the luggage up in the first part yeah. anyways whatever anything. yeah I... he's just kind of d- there but that was like that would have been max if max was in this movie so they needed to have just like add another character why are you taking this poor bellhop concierge out of his hotel that doesn't make any sense anyways it's so fucking weird I don't know that that's glaring in terms of things that don't make sense. In the <laughs> yeah, episode. I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if that's <laughs> top tier nonsense. I just have to revisit also when they go to the funeral. I said this in my Minimax, but the <laughs> wife slash girlfriend of Elliot <laughs> says walks up to the hearts and says She's that fiance fiance says Tonga claimed the body or whatever. Yeah. Tonga's made been all great. the arrangements. She's amazing, yeah. Or the body, the or, body whatever. or whatever. Yeah. She's also there's a scene where she is talking to Bully <laughs> about like all of everything that's going on, and she is just steadily enjoying eating the foam <laughs> off of her cappuccino. Yeah, <laughs> and it's such a like everything she did in this. I was just like, you would rather be anywhere but here right now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like you just do not want to be doing this. <laughs> but what I love about that is that. In a lot of ways, she's just breaking character because she is undercover. Yeah. yeah. Right? And That's... so it's kind of like, yeah, at some point. She's a bad actor. You're kind of over <laughs> over that Elliot bullshit. What right? the? F- like, where she's like, admits later that she did fall in love with him. But at the same right. time, that dude's a piece of shit. So whatever, man. Elliot Chunks in the harbor, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tonga, who... I don't think is from Tonga, but unusual that there would then potentially be someone that perhaps is Tongan, but they don't call Tonga. So that's kind of weird. Named Tonga. I love what he wore to the funeral, though. But <laughs> yeah, this, Tonga's clothes on point. Yeah. This fiance is Interpol with Bully from mm-hmm. Bully's Beach Bonanza Barbecue Blast. And she Barf talks bag, to bonk Elliot, bag. who the police. The police are assuming that the heart that Jonathan Hart murdered Elliot, and she's part of she's with the police, and she talks to Elliot on the phone. Hang then, on, Eric and I are laughing about bonk bag. <laughs> You're laughing about what? Bonk bag. Bonk bag. <laughs> What's bonk bag from? What, what we, episode that was, is that uh, from? <laughs> that was that was a movie, right? That was one of the movies. Yeah. When, when That's from old, old friends bag. never die. Old friends never die. Bonk yes. bag the is what bonk. happens in in the Radio Shack. Oh yeah, the Radio Shack. <laughs> bonk bag exclusively yeah, radio at, at Radio Shack. At radio Shack. Bonk. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Go on. Okay. <laughs> she's she's with the police. She talks to Elliot. And then says nothing and then just leads the hearts into this deadly game of being hunted and doesn't help them at all. And even doesn't she kidnap Jennifer? Isn't she the one that pulls the gun on Jennifer? Yeah. Uh, She tricks her. Yeah. When Jennifer sneaks out of the car and goes to the phone booth and is like, blah, 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 blah. And then 
she's there. She's like, sorry, Jennifer. Yeah, I'm with him. In her Euro accent. What? Why did no one have an Australian accent in this whole fucking movie? What the fuck? The valet at the Sydney Opera House did. Yeah. So did they not shoot in Australia? Did they shoot in Little Australia and (laughs) Los Angeles? Uh, well, the ex- Australian eyes were only. In Australia, definitely. Like the stock footage of the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, any of the jungle stuff could have been somewhere else. I don't know. I hope it was at Marine World Africa USA. <laughs> Every time I hear that name, I just I can't fuck with that name. It's so funny. <laughs> During this, during the our podcasting of the movies, I've I've brought up a movie reference a lot, but I really think I do not say. I want want to get away from. (laughs) I want to get away from me seeing me like a crazy person that has brought up Jurassic Park in every single episode, every movie. But like Jonathan running through this jungly area (laughs) with the gun and seeing the snake, do you think they were referencing Jurassic Park at all? Do you think that was? You yes. think that was like yes? Okay. If I say no, will we have to talk about it more? Yes. Yes. <laughs> then we'll <just> talk <laughs> so about yes, it even yes, more. Yes, I do think okay. that. Yeah. They, right. the, them running over the rubber alligator. Them running through the jungle was that the raptor moment from Jurassic Park? It was so <laughs> it referential was. to it. It was. It was, and he just was missing the hat with the one turned up side. Mm-hmm. It was so insane. Also, Jonathan had a fucking rifle. For this entire scene where he's being hunted by a man with a bow and arrow, guess mm-hmm. how that scene ends? He shoots the guy with the bow and arrow. <laughs> how anticlimactic can you get? And then when that whole thing resolved, I was shocked. It was, I was over. Like, That's really it. What? The like fuck? you really just it's like run, run, run over a rubber, a rubber crocodile. Yeah. Run a little bit, couple arrows, and, and then. then and Shoot then him. Tonga comes out, right? And then throws a boom. Does he throw a boomerang? He does. And it hits a uh-huh. bush or something. And then the fiance shoots him, right? And then it's over. Is mm-hmm. that what happened? Yeah. I what the part fuck? of me was just like splintering off into a much more like blood soaked, super violent heart to heart averse. Oh yeah. Where Jonathan shoots James Brolin in the face. A ideally like in one of his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just at close range, very close range. <laughs> Speaking of shooting in the eye, uh, Bully Uh comes in and reveals that he doesn't actually need an eye patch. Right, because that's his deep cover. What the fuck? So it's like, hey, Elliot Manning, prominent Sydney, prominent American, yet Australian business person, question mark. Um, (laughs) Prominent landowner. I own this beach. Front yeah. restaurant undercover for so long because of drugs, labor practice abuse, theft, <laughs> blah blah, poaching, all of the shit. All because of that, I have been deep undercover, weirdly with an eye patch, <laughs> running this alliterative beachfront restaurant. His depth perception is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> also, that w- I feel like if you wore an eye patch for that long, it would fuck with your vision. Yeah, permanently fucked. Like he's just he's gonna he's need ne- that. He's eye patch. never gonna be able to drive again. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I know it's supposed to make him seem like a villain, 
Yes. That's the thing. It's a TV. It's, it's a, a TV red herring. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pick up on that part. Kind of like the like, ineffectual oh. German wife or fiance. Yeah. But it's like, it just doesn't make any troops, sense. Troops, troops, troops. It's exhausting. It's like, I don't understand. It was so exhausting that we nodded off during this episode. We really did fall asleep. <laughs> it was really exhausting. But then there's a koala. There's a pina koala. There's a koala. It's really cute. Yeah, it's it is cute. super cute. And then they bring it to the opera house, which I guess they rented out for themselves. Again, they, I mean, honestly, squad goals. Like, <laughs> I want to rent out these places all to myself and uh, not have sure. to do crowds to, like, I want to get the Hollywood Bowl all to myself. I don't know. And, and watch New Order. I mean, but <laughs> everybody, you, you know, I like to rent a place for myself. Totally. So. Um, I'd rather use that money on world peace or ending world hunger myself. <laughs> yeah, okay, Joe. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, we'll go, I with, we'll go with that. that. I didn't understand. Like, he I, made well, a donation to the opera house. So they got... And that's... Yeah. It's because they missed some of the cycle, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, again, they, I'm doing because, too much work. Yeah, because they went in, and then instead of going into the auditorium... Right. They went right back out and to got dig up car. a dead body. <laughs> to go dig up a dead body. Yeah. Chunks of it. Chunks. Which Jennifer just fully like hot wired a, a backhoe and says, like, yeah. I grew up on a farm. I, you grew up it's on like, a you horse. Grew, farm. You grew up on a horse ranch. <laughs> yeah. There was no that? farm involved in her upbringing. Yeah. It was a horse ranch. How many horses did you backhoe in your childhood? <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. It does uh, not compute. Hmm. My God, it's killing me. It's like it's really, really hurting me to think about this. <laughs> the fact that this is the second to last one is so great and so awful at the same time because it's like, okay, well, we're not getting, it's not going to get like amazing suddenly at the end, which is going to make us feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, but it's making me. Though it's it may like, be, it has to be more satisfying than this. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's con- It's like confirming my thing about the movies. Where well, I'll talk about it during my ratings. But a couple quotes. Here's a couple quotes that I did jot down, and I did enjoy. Somebody says, "Luck," they say, "is the residue of design." Yes. Which I've never heard that before. Is that from something else, or I never heard it before, and I love it. Does Elliot say that? Do you remember? Somebody says it when they first meet Elliot and Tonga's there and they're shooting arrows. Maybe Jonathan says it. I don't know. And then Elliot says, (laughs) he's talking to Jonathan. He says, my life down here is not all put another shrimp on the Barbie. (laughs) And you can't even, you don't even remember the moonlighting diehard joke. No. No. Uh Uh-uh. Fuck that fuck particular me. chunk. I I remember that was like the most tuned out that I was the entire thing. Uh, yeah, because I kept thinking, oh, are they going to pretend to be in a band now? Is there going to be a band? And then I just kept thinking, what would they play in the band? What would, <laughs> what would the band be like? Is this going to be a a jazz combo? Is it Is some it a, weird? Australian folk song. It's a wishbone soundtrack. Is it band. just wishbone? <laughs> um, it's an acapella wishbone tribute. <laughs> when the hearts is are... it Maxi Spaniard? 
the hearts are pointing out a major plot hole in the script of this movie where they're asking the detective why you didn't test the body parts of the sh- from the shark attack the the detective says the evidence takes you where it wants you to go and it's like th- get to the lab for tests yeah you didn't even test it so it didn't take you anywhere be- that doesn't make any sense in any form of that character which like in my mind that detective had to be working with elliot otherwise it doesn't make any sense and it's a major plot hole ends up it's a major plot hole because he wasn't working with elliot yeah it was i mean it was a problem because one they're i mean they're continuing the tradition of heart to heart having buffoon cops in every scenario which totally works but to have 10 of them that go to a weird stakeout thing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like they were trying to do that. Just like so the French Canadian cop in uh, the last movie, yeah. French Canadian hearts, <laughs> whatever it's called. They, they were trying to do that level of just the Poutine cop is being, hearts. and, and they did it in the, the, the New York, uh, play. Yeah. Bells, Bells are, yeah. They have these detectives who are just silly and, trifling and like i don't know what the there's like this character is someone's favorite to keep rewriting into every one of these movies but it just doesn't work every time Mm -hmm. and we have to suffer through it every time and i don't understand why they're making us do that why do they have these characters every single time of like the detective that is just kind of riding the fence of good or bad or doesn't believe the hearts and is just a shithead and like stopping up but then ends up having a heart of gold or whatever it's just like why are you doing that with every movie? It doesn't make sense. That's the trope. They did that in every episode. Yeah. Well, speaking of like classic heart to heart things, there's the uh, shout outs to the golden age of Hollywood. Right. Mm. But this time Jennifer gets in on the act. It's usually primarily Jonathan that's doing the impressions or, you know, it's always a Cary Grant shout out, but he, that they do an Errol Flynn bit for him when they're breaking into the house right before making the moonlighting oh, yeah. joke that only I heard. <laughs> and But Jennifer gets in on it with a Claudette Colbert reference, mm-hmm. which, I mean, who doesn't love it happened when I, but, um, but that was kind of a weird, weird, a weird one. Weird scene. The last quote that I have that I enjoyed, and I don't remember who says it, I think Elliot says it, but he says she pulled it off because she's not a loose cannon like you are. I don't even remember. This is when they're digging up the fake body. Yeah. I don't even remember. He was talking to Tonga. He was like, he was being, he was berating Tonga for putting a bomb in the car (laughs) with a random number on the timer (laughs) to blow up the heart. Three days. Yeah. The three day timer. Three day timer. That's the other quote I actually have is that'll take care of heart. Tonga says <laughs> as he as he lifts the car up with one oh, hand. I, yeah. Uh, that's um, and it's like you're proving how strong and brutal this guy is. And then he's I mean, killing I guess him with a bomb. He's killing him with a bomb. <laughs> and then he runs out to kill them and he gets shot and killed. Yeah. And it's just so unceremonious. Like what I guess he breaks that cop's neck, sort of. He incapacitates that cop by breaking his neck. he cracks his, his back, like, yeah, he, he <laughs> causing him to relax mind. enough to go to sleep. And he be, gives him an adjustment. Yeah. Yes, yeah. dragged by his ponytail. Yeah. Ugh. That's gnarly. That's some gnarly shit. Um, That's a cool villain, though. Tonga's a cool villain that they just didn't use at all. Mm. Yeah, it was, they, there's a lot they didn't do. 
in this yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, it's time for pick your oh nope nope poke uh brolzy rolling looking good. There. Don't care about the coke. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line in the movie. He where always looks good, so that's does. why I'm just like whatever. I just yeah, since Amityville horror, you're you're mine, Rolsey. <laughs> Jonathan's yep. uh, after after he's presumed dead. Jonathan's talking to him on the phone, and Jonathan says, "If you get the money, I'm sure you'd send a picture of yourself on the beach in Puerto Rico." And Elliot says, "Something like that would probably get you off." Yes, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yeah, it would, because you're my poke. Immediately, when I saw him, I was like, damn! Oh, yeah, James Rowland's fucking sexy as shit. Yeah. And, and of course, he means get you off of yeah. the charges. Right, right. But yeah, in whatever way you Don't want to choose to interpret Ellen. it. Sorry. <laughs> Don't ruin There's the way he's <laughs> weird. Our prurient ways. Is I don't know if it's just the effect it has on me, but there's something like very sexual about the way he's weird. Like the way he is like writhing around on the beach at the end when they shoot him is just like, what is going on? And it's working on me. <laughs> I, I mean, don't you feel like what's going on is James Brolin has just been that hot his whole life? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's and he just found a character where he can just really let his freak flag fly. Yeah. I think that might be it's good. It. Yeah. Uh, it was almost the neighbor with the washing gloves. And, like, he's like a bigger Australian dude. And it was almost Bully. He's an Aussie meatball. Yeah, Bully, Bully had my handsome. eye for a second. Yeah. I don't know. What, I, there was a scene where, where Bully, he had an, he had an yeah, eye. He had an eye. Uh, <laughs> there was one scene for an some for reason that he completely uh, lost me. Um, yeah. I don't remember why or what, but something happened. Did he say the name of his rhyming restaurant? <laughs> no, I think it was when he when we found out he was a cop. Yeah, we revealed oh. that he's a police officer. <laughs> That'll do it. With the two, just the police officers that just let the hearts walk into this deadly game. It, the, oh my god! No, my favorite is that Brolin chains Jennifer to a log. Yeah. For the the only purpose is to have Jonathan unchain her. Oh yeah, he shoots an arrow at Jonathan and with says, "I could have hit you." Yeah, with a key that says, "I could have hit you if I wanted to, but I want you to unlock her so that you guys can run away and I can shoot at you with my bow and arrow." Again, fully cocainey, Trumpy. Like I could have hit you if I wanted to. Like this, I yeah. I, I miss you <laughs> yeah. on purpose. I need you to know that I miss you on purpose. <laughs> Ugh, relentless. <laughs> it's so relentless. I'm just exhausted. Do. <laughs> Y'all remember or know what a group of kangaroos is called? A mob. Yes. Or a troop or a court. Oh, a yeah. court. Huh. A court. I love that. And a, a, a male kangaroo is called a buck, a boomer, or a jack. And a female is referred to as a doe, a flyer, or a jill. Which is so cute. <laughs> Some kangaroo knowledge, at least. At yeah. least we got some kangaroo knowledge. Out I of did us. like the. I like the whole like what is it, uh, kangaroo translation bit. Yeah, from right. and a <laughs> shout out to colonialism. Yeah, mm, yeah. Not in favor. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. that should go the way of the hunted animals on this animal sanctuary. Which mm -hmm. so in the movie Arrival, she mm -hmm. uses that fact to convince somebody. Does if she? You, yeah. If you haven't seen Arrival, it's about a uh, linguist trying to understand an alien language. Mm -hmm. And she uses the story 
of the first colonists coming to the uh, indigenous people and asking, what is that? And then they say kangaroo, which means what is that? And then we just call them kangaroos. And then she says in the arrival that that's not a true story. So she just used it as evidence that we need to like understand the aliens better. But I don't know if it's true or not now. I mean, I believe it. I mean, if heart to heart wrote it, do you trust Amy Adams or Stephanie Powers? I mean, that's really the question that you're posing here. Yeah, exactly. I trust Stephanie Powers. Uh, Twitter poll. (laughs) Go to our Twitter. Her new flatter hairstyle. Who you trust more? Her hair had the least volume out of any time I've ever seen her hair. It, it was, was 1996. Like, yeah. Was that the style? Volume was, was definitely out. going away. Okay. It's like way less feathered and just like hanging down. She looked great. Yeah. Everybody looked great. They look great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss I have, Max. I've, I miss Max. I have nothing to say so about much. This, <laughs> this episode. Should we do ratings? Do you have anything else, Ellen? Uh-uh. <laughs> Ellen's broken. We we broke Ellen. <laughs> uh, well, Ellen, you start with the ratings. So zero to five hearts. Um, I'm giving this a three. Wow. Um, because I think James Brolin's performance is so amazing that it just that I just I mean I just loved it, and it's worth three for me in that respect. Almost three point five, but. Three and like I said, there's a couple scenes that I just thought were just super delightful. Jonathan and Jennifer scenes, and I just really pick up on like the fun that uh, Stephanie Powers and and Robert Wagner are having. You know, still inhabiting these characters. Um, yeah, three, three. Hmm. <sighs> uh, I'm going one and a half. I. It, and it gets one and a half because James Rowland gave a great performance and mm-hmm. the hearts did a couple of fun things together. <clears throat> that was a pain to watch. Like that was the, that was one of the <laughs> most, like I am not enjoying myself oh. experiences uh, with oh. heart to heart that I've oh, had yet. Oh no. Um, wow. And it's just cause it's, it's an hour and a half long. If it was an episode, it would have been like, eh, whatever. Sure. But again, just adding that extra half hour for what, to have Steve Zissou come onto a boat and and say this is a bomb and mm-hmm. uh, and and Ursula mm-hmm. <laughs> Ursula say <laughs> Tonga's been great he claimed the body or whatever or whatever <laughs> she's oh also I'm sorry I wanted to bring this up she that actress Ursula Carvin she is in a German television show that has been on since 1960 wait since uh sorry. 1970. Is it called Vishon? And this has come up before in, in this podcast, and I can't remember when, but we had a villain, I'm assuming, in an episode of Heart to Heart that is also in the show Tatort, uh, because I remember what? looking up, I remember this poster when I looked it up the last time. Tatort. This amazing, Whoa. amazing wow. poster. Ooh, and it's a, it's like so crosshairs over yeah. a guy's Target. left eye, which is the bully's left eye was covered yeah. with an iPad. There are 1,214 episodes of this show. Holy shit. 
if you would like for this to be our next project. <laughs> I would not veto. I'm not doing that. If you want to if you want to be with us while we age, get sick and die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's to tort or wishbone. Yeah. Wishbone. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going wishbone. We're watching two thousand episodes of to tort. I don't think I can watch over a thousand episodes of German television. <laughs> I Unless can. we move to Germany and then I still can't. All bets are off. <laughs> I still can't do that. Uh Joe? Uh I'm gonna go with the two mm. for all the reasons everyone has <laughs> said for the <laughs> for the tone of our voices during recording this podcast. The exhaustion. Every time I thought about one of these scenes, I was oh, just like man. it just like takes the wind out of me. It's just like, oh God. And like no Max and No Max presence was very difficult in this one, and they didn't even mention him, did they? That I was like a little bit like, just you could have just said like, oh, this is something Max would have loved. Or yeah. they they talk about Freeway at the beginning because yeah, they talked to him on the Jonathan phone. <laughs> to tell Freeway that he loves him, which is really really cute. I feel like I don't I I wouldn't like it if the hearts were. Continue, like constantly mourning. Um, no, but I mean, like a little like a, mention or a picture. Max would have loved this. Yeah. Or like this person knew Max. Bully could have been like, I'm old friends with Max. Whatever. Just like a little bit of a mention at all. Yeah. I don't know. That's not like the whole reason, but it just felt weird and yeah, just exhausting. I don't know. I, this was what I was, I'm honestly, am pretty happy that we got this far along into the movies to then get to these ratings which I, <laughs> I hope won't continue but i really thought like this feels like the departure from the series where it's kind of unraveling a little bit which i am scared to see that kind of thing yeah, for it, me it's it's like a gradual decline for the whole all the movies well like the first one i didn't care for as much as the next two and then the last one was the first one that i was like oh yeah these aren't very good and then this one yeah, yeah. But I'm still enjoying what we're doing. Um, <laughs> well, we have one more, right? Yeah, so Hearts in High Season gets 6.5 hearts, Ooh. which is a murmur. It's a heart murmur. It's a murmur. Oh, yeah. Not full worm territory. We haven't, have we ever even had a worm? I'm sure we have. We've had a worm. We've had a couple worms. Ellen, mm. what is the last thing that we are going to discuss Oh my god. This wow. particular round of It Was Murder. Oh my god. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Huh. It's the final heart to heart movie. And it is Till Death Do Us Heart. Oh. Jennifer is in Germany to donate bone marrow to a young leukemia patient and finds out she is the doppelganger to the clinic doctor's or clinic director's fiance. But soon, a case of mistaken identity will put her in danger. And once again, the hearts will tackle danger and mystery with their usual devil-may-care, charm, and romance. Aww. Is it going to be... that one was a mouthful. Rattlesnake cowgirl. <laughs> Rattlesnake cowgirl. <laughs> Is Jennifer going to go careening down a hill on a bicycle? <laughs> it's screaming. 
Oh, I just have some things to say, but I won't because you guys haven't seen it yet. The hearts also just don't have a home anymore. It's just like they just gave up on that and we're just going to like travel around. They live in their private jet. I, I kind of love that. Like, me too. I and feel like, like there's that, a real uh, conscious shift to philanthropy, which is really an interesting thing that tracks through the films. Yeah. Jennifer's still working. You know, like there's there's a thread. Yeah. But Joe, I feel like the the hearts um, losing their house has hit you hard. It, really <laughs> it just hit me hard in that I think it's because the first movie was so focused on it, and then it was like we live in this Malibu condo now, Ugh. and that, and then that's the end of talking about it. Now we, and then we have this weird New York apartment with a bunch of mirrors and giant ornate frames on mirrors. Okay, well, I'll just say it. Um, I believe that it is entirely calculated mm. because they knew that that Lionel Sander was not going to be part of mm. this series potentially for very much longer, whether by his choice or due to his health making that impossible. And mm. so how would you feel if they were back in the house and there was no Max? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, no, that would suck. That's true. So that's, that's how point. I see it. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, that's, that's a good a really way to good look point. at it. He is the house, and yeah, and he's also Freeway, and Freeway wasn't in this one at all. Because why would they suddenly then be living in the house without any help? You mm. know, they would be they would be forced to have a replacement Max character, or it would just be very unusual yeah. and inauthentic. It would force them to either do something terrible, which would be to not acknowledge the passing of the character and the actor, mm -hmm. but also it would you know to for them to be like oh max is at wherever he says hi like oh. if they're in the house they need to have max like when max is not around in the regular series like they usually call out why mm -hmm. that's true except for was so. it season four where he just disappeared for a while like he was we assume he was doing a play and uh -huh. he was gone four? for four but anyways four. four that's what four. i that's what I always think when they about why they don't have the house. Yeah, so, that makes sense. That definitely that makes sense. Just conjecture from my part. And I do love the traveling around. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's no base. Like, are you black tie or are you not, Joe? Uh, are you changed? Have you changed? Yeah. Uh, I'm like a diagonal brown striped coffee cup <laughs> tie now. <laughs> You're 90s now. Yeah, I'm on, a, um, I'm on a ferry boat that goes to the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> White wine Hi. Joe is no longer black tie. <laughs> black coffee Joe. <laughs> on, a, on the ferry to the Sydney Opera House. Uh, <sighs> well, oh, my last note. Oh, I did see one. Do it. Tonga drives a Range Rover with the sunroof open so his head can poke through <laughs> the top, which didn't that even seem like a character. Rough. When he's uh, like trying to get out of the car, I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God. It was, and it's probably that person is so large that they have to actually have the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that person was open. statuesque yeah that actor. huge and really could have been used to more effect in my opinion <laughs> but whatever yeah they did step on a crocodile so they did oh one God. point for that okay we're yawning one point uh, for the bandolier thank you all for listening <laughs> You have, you have made if you have been with us from the beginning congratulations you have made it to the end and you understand Almost. that we're low energy right now i know it's not uh, if you're new and for some reason starting here welcome yeah, oh god i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah. welcome please, and this please, isn't it 
please go back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Turn back. <laughs> but not too far back? I mean, maybe a little bit. Turn no, back I don't to even know. Turn back to well, I mean, I don't know. I'd say turn back to season four <laughs> and then get to love us and then go back to the beginning. <laughs> um if you want to talk to us, you can go to our Instagram at it was murderpod or our Twitter at it was murderpod. You can email us at it was murderpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. If you give us five stars and write a nice review, it helps us so much. It lets us creep up the charts and more people will just stumble upon it mm-hmm. um, because some people aren't even thinking, oh, I love Heart to Heart. I wonder if there's a podcast about that because I listen to podcasts. <laughs> it ha- You have to like strike <laughs> yeah. when the iron is hot. Or so what the fuck is let's heat up heart? that iron. <laughs> There's a whole podcast about the show I've never heard of yeah. before. <laughs> oh God! Uh, one more movie. <laughs> one more movie. One more movie. I think we've just proved with this episode of It Was Murder that it's not always another shrimp on the Barbie. No. Sometimes it's a bonk bag. <laughs> Sometimes it's a bonk bag bonk and Radio bag. Shack. <laughs> we'll always have we'll always have wishbone too and until then uh, tell Freeway Junior you love him I love you Freeway Junior (laughs) good night Freeway Junior (laughs) good night Freeway Junior we love you (laughs) 